0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: 1874 Preview Show. Hello, welcome to the 1874, not doing a podcast, that is not what we're doing at all, the 1874 preview show with myself. Solid start. Yeah, it's a brilliant start. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, talking absolute rubbish at the start, joined by my good friend David Reed. Do want to just start with something that I've literally just seen on Twitter before we're about to come on, and it's a villain in Idaho who's just tweeted, my last ever game this weekend. I've been told it's highly unlikely I will make another game. It's been a pleasure meeting you guys on here. It's been wonderful to be able to connect with other fans whilst dying though I know Villa is in safe hands. Look forward to meeting you all one day look, look, there's there's nothing i can I can say other than just what a what a brave person tweeting like that. I've seen that Stan Collymore sent him a a lovely lovely tweet before um before we've come on as as well and he knows for it. Saddened me to be honest, as I, as I'm about to come on, but it does show a like, lot the great side of Twitter that a villain in Idaho has made so many connections and and so many friends on Twitter and been able to spread his love of of Villa and and you know speak to so many people that that love Villa as well. So everyone that's going to the the Burnley game this weekend, I'm sure will want Villa to get three points for you and you know hope that Villa can, Villa can win if it if it does end up being being your last game and just sending all my best and all my love to, to, to villain in Idaho. It's really, really saddened me as we've uh, as we as we've come on. So also enjoyed the fact that he put PS Fuck you, Kevin Friend. I hope you have a shit day at the end. Car- carrying some resentment to, uh, Kevin Friend for that Crystal Palace, Henry Lansbury decision. So clearly still got your se- your sense of humour. So yeah, just just wanted to raise awareness of that that tweet. As I say, literally seeing it just as I'm about to to, to come on. And um just many people can as many villa fans as possible can give villain in Idaho th- th- their love I'm sure you'll you'd have all seen the tweet now because of of Stan Collymore right raising awareness about it, but yeah, give some love and locks so out I'm at the game on sunday and i'll now, I will now be thinking about you throughout so yeah horrible Dave but yeah, also just seeing the love that that villa fans can provide and seeing you know how villa can can bring people together i guess
0: yeah you said it said it perfectly um. We'll be thinking about about them this weekend for sure,
1: yeah right then let's let's attempt to to preview the game i've I've mulled the intro and then and then we've had that so after after a after after a cracking start with with my intro, Dave, what are you expecting this weekend? I guess the fact that Villa have played a day earlier than they were supposed to, and the fact that you know it was a stroll in all honesty against Hibernian, and that that's positive, carrying a bit of momentum now with with two wins as well and haven't seen Burnley since day one. They, they they haven't had a game for for over two weeks now. So could be a decent time to face them at their place, bearing those things in mind.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I think, you know, the, the game in midweek felt almost like a preseason friendly. It really was that easy. I wasn't expecting it to be quite that comfortable. I thought they were at least gonna give us a little bit of a game and it, it didn't transpire that way. And we were able to come through that pretty easily. And I think, you know, the players recovery-wise will be thankful for that when we when we get to Sunday, not only playing the extra day early, but actually getting through that game fairly comfortably. There were a couple of tasty tackles in that game, which got had me a little bit worried at, at, at a couple of different points in the game. But I think everyone coming through that, although, of course, we're not sure about any Martinez. Say, not,
1: not not everyone, David. No, not yeah. everyone at all.
0: Um You know, I think it stands us fairly well going into this weekend. I wouldn't actually expect too many changes. Maybe uh, Matty Cash coming in at right back and everyone kind of, well, Konza shuffling over and Paul Torres centre-back and and Luca Dean left-back. That's the only kind of changes that I can foresee, really, if Martinez is fit.
1: I mean... We've already lost a couple of key players this season. It's he, not a bad injury for Martinez. It's not something that's going to keep him out for the season or anything like that. But even losing him for one game, it does it does worry you. Because look, Olsen, it is what it is. But every time he's played, pretty much, he's made a mistake. We do need to get behind him. And if it is him in goal on Sunday, everyone needs to absolutely get behind him. But it is a concern. And are you surprised that we haven't addressed the backup goalkeeper situation. Emery clearly has clearly has faith in him, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, look, yeah, it, it did surprise me that we haven't uh, managed to, to get a new backup goalkeeper. But having said that, Unai Emery has had plenty of time to have a look at him. And he's had plenty of time now to change things if he wanted to change things. So things have obviously been seen that makes Unai Emery believe that he's capable of filling in uh, if needs must. And if that happens this weekend, then... You have to say that it's Uno Emery's choice and you have to kind of trust what the what the manager's seen already and, and what he believes that Olsen is capable of. I mean, the eye test he probably hasn't passed so far because you're right, when he has played, it's not been the most convincing performances. So it's up to him now to to make it his own if he is given the shirt and try and... At least be a challenger to Emi Martinez. I don't think he obviously is anywhere near that level, which is a, is a problem. And when it's such a significant change in level between your goalkeeper number one and number two, sometimes it can be a problem with the way you want to play out and the way you want to do things. Um, but having said that, I think I, I fully expect Emi Martinez to play.
1: Is there any ITK in that in that statement, Dave? Because she posted a picture on his Instagram earlier of his leg kind of bandaged up with with, with ice on it. I, I'll be the same. You know, you said, they said he was taken off as a precaution on, on Wednesday, but he hasn't trained today. I guess the proof will be in the pudding on, on Saturday. Obviously, one of Villa's best players will be, will be a huge miss. I am surprised about goalkeeper because I, I don't know how true this is, but I just heard murmurs about it at the start of the window and it was what made me think that we would bring another goalkeeper in that they were looking at getting Tom Heaton back and then he Manu activated the the one year in one year option they had on his, on his contract like i said that's not absolutely concrete it was just something that that i heard at the start of the window so i fully expected us to 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 bring a keeper in and it hasn't happened yet and you, you know obviously it's not been a priority position getting a backup goalkeeper is the kind of thing that can be done quite quite late in the window but it does always make the fans nervous when Olsen's in goal even in the Hibs game i felt like straight away at the start of the second half We'd automatically gone deeper and I always just feel because of his reluctance to come off off his line he, he does affect the the rest of the defense and it affects the way we want to play mind you after the last away game might be a good thing if we do if we don't push <laughs> us high up Dave.
0: uh yeah no no nothing nothing I take on, on martinez at all uh I just think look I don't think Martinez would have played the game in midweek um but I think it's just, it's just purely my own personal opinion, but I think he would have been desperate to play that game as Villa's first game in Europe. And so he's given 45 minutes. The game's done at half-time and he said, look, let's come off and let's try and save things. Um, So... I I would expect him to be fit enough. If he's fit enough for the game on Wednesday, I would expect him to be fit enough for the weekend. It might just be something that they need to manage as as we go on or kind of wait to the international break and and try and give him a bit of a rest there, although I'm not entirely sure what what his plans are for the international break, to be honest.
1: I mean if he's called up, he'll go, because that's just his character and that's how much he loves Argentina.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But then it'll be down to kind of the Villa doctors and the Argentina doctors to then have a have a proper kind of look at him and and, and pretty much take no risks if, if, if you possibly can. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is a difference when Olsen's in goal. There's, there's no doubt about it because the defenders are turning around and they're seeing someone else in goal. And they, you know, as much as... They've got, they've got full trust and full faith in Emi Martinez. Now things change when there's a different goalkeeper and it's different body language from the person behind you. It's different calls. It's different shouts. It's, it's lots of different things for defenders to, to cope with. So, uh, you know, it is a change for them. And I think that does alter their mindset. I don't, you know, I'm not sure you can get away from that argument. So it's just about how they cope if there is a change at the weekend.
1: That leadership void as well. If Martinez isn't there as well, when you've already got Mings missing from that back line, that's the two leaders of the of the defense gone, which I would find a concern in a in an away game in particular. I think now the sample size of looking at Burnley in the Premier League, there's not much we can do. They played once, and it was against Manchester City at home, so there's very little for us to go on. Burnley Premier League, Burnley under Vincent Company, but. Had an excellent season. Did so. He did so well to kind of build his own side in that first season and get them up playing a completely different brand of football. Really high turnover of, of players coming in and moving out as well. And to be, in fairness, he's continued that high turnover going into the Premier League season. They've signed an awful lot of players. Again, Burnley, you know, some of their big players that were big in the Championship last year didn't start in that first game against Manchester City. They'll be looking at this and thinking, you know, this is our chance to to start our season, really, Villa at home. They'll look at it as being a winnable game. One thing's for sure about Company, I think he's the real deal. I, I would say that, especially from having watched the the four-part documentary on Sky, I would say this guy is going to go on and be a fantastic manager. It's just the way he talks about the game, the way he was even communicating with the board and the ownership. I just thought it was so, so impressive, the stuff he was putting across and the way he explained things. So he's the real deal. I do, this is a very different Burnley to the Burnley that was last in the, in the Premier League and they're going to press Villa from minute one, pretty much their company's got his principles and he isn't going to change them for anyone.
0: Mm. When they came up last, well, in the Championship anyway, you're right, there was a complete changeover, not just in, in player personnel, but in style as well, obviously coming coming down from the Premier League, changing from Sean Dyche to Vincent Company. They played uh, a much higher possession Style football, uh, much higher pressing. I think they had the lowest um, uh, PPDA, um, so that means that they're a high pressing side in the in the championship. High turnovers, and I think they're going to want to try and carry that on against Villa this weekend. I mean, they played last season. They played four at the back, uh, kind of a four-two-three-one, which switched into a four-three-three often. And then the first game of the season against Manchester City, they actually started with a five at the back and almost traditional w- uh, wing-backs with kind of Robert's uh, right wing-back and I think it was Vettinho, uh, left wing-back. Um, I, th- I think they are still looking as well for left-backs. So I'm not entirely sure whether they believe Vitinho is a- going to be a bit better further forward than a traditional left-back. So I'm interested to see whether they stick with the five at the back or whether they revert to kind of what they knew last season with a four at the back. Last season, Connor Roberts was the one who, uh, when they were in possession, drifted inside to make a, a two-holding midfielder double pivot. Um, kind of the, the the Pep Guardiola inside fullbacks coming inside. Connor Roberts was that one yeah. coming in from right back, and then they had Ian Matson, who was the flying.
1: He's a, he's uh, a big miss for them, isn't he? he was yeah, a, he he was is, really good for them.
0: Yeah, he's obviously gone back to Chelsea, and he, you know he's part of Pochettino's plans at the moment at, at Chelsea. So they miss him. So I wonder whether they'll kind of stick with five at the back and, and use one of those centre-backs to step out and step into midfield um, against, against Villa. But you're right, I think they will come at us from minute one. They'll go man for man, um, try and press us high in midfield as well. Uh, and they'll be trying to use the home crowd to lay down a marker. They'll, all, they'll have also probably looked at the Newcastle game and thought, you know what, these might be fragile uh, if we get a goal and if we can cause them a little bit of chaos like Newcastle did. Then they might break down again, and I think that's what Vincent Company will be saying to to Burnley players this weekend.
1: Yeah, it's interesting the formation because, like you say, they didn't play three at the back or well, three centre backs last season, and because they've only had that one game, that might have been a specific setup for Man City. We don't know whether that's their plan f- through the whole season at the moment or whether they're just going to use it for certain games, but I think you're right, I do think they'll come out as hard. At the start, I think he'll want to try and get the crowd onside early Vincent Company, I think home form's obviously going to be massive for them. This, I actually don't think they'll be in, in big, big trouble, Burnley. I do think with Company in charge and once the players are bedded in a little bit, I do think they could maybe just become a side that's relatively settled a bit, a bit like they were before really, they they had a bad bad season and went down. But before that, they were relatively settled and been in the Premier League a a fair amount of time. I mean, one of the talking points is obviously the fact FIFA villain says here, it'll be weird playing against AJ. I wouldn't expect Aaron Ramsey to start for Burnley, but there's, you know, we could see him come on from the bench and, I feel like this happens quite a lot when a player moves clubs and then the next game is they against our old team. I feel like it happens more, more often.
0: Surely, they surely they'd have said, do us a favour and try and, don't and play playing in this game. I don't think they do things
1: like that anymore, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't think those no. kind of things happen anymore.
0: No. Feels Remember bit, when top feels Fernando Torres reasons.
1: played against Liverpool, like, like three days later or something? <laughs> he was playing against Liverpool when he made that move to Chelsea.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. I can't see Ramsey starting this game, but I can certainly uh, certainly feel the presence from the bench um, that's for sure yeah I mean I, I think it's too it's too early to tell how Burnley are going to be this season I, I mean you, you think they might be fairly comfortable I'm, I'm, I'm basing not this
1: sure on I'm a documentary person I get carried away by documentaries and I've seen Vincent Company on the documentary and I've got carried impressive.
0: away he's impressive yeah he yeah. is very, extremely impressive I was impressed with him when he spoke as a player I was impressed um, when he's been at Burnley you know he, he's one of those people that's able to, as you, as you kind of alluded to earlier, he's able to communicate up and he's able to communicate down. That means yeah. he's communicating with guys in suits upstairs and communicating with 20-year-old blokes, communicating down. So he's, he's very impressive. I always have been. It's just the only question mark you have is the level of the players that they've brought in and whether they're able to sustain the style of play that they managed in the Championship and bring that into the Premier League. The comparison you make is with Brentford, who played a kind of heavy possession style in the championship and played some really attractive football. And then when they came into the Premier League, they decided to to switch that because they realised the level of play that they had was unable to sustain that in the Premier League against the extra level of quality. And they decided to target players who were, uh, you know, uh, very physical and able to uh, basically match it physically, but also have terrific pace and and Brentford targeted players with terrific pace and they still have really uh, in order to kind of translate their style and change their style from a heavy possession style into a a more counter-attacking transitional style. So the only question mark you have over Burnley is that we've not seen enough of them. We've not been able to gauge the level of play they have, but given what they did last season, you have to be impressed with what Vincent Company's done in, in coaching those players yeah, to the style of play that he has, and that is a good sign for Bernie. The fact that you know Vincent Company's already shown that he's a he's a very good coach.
1: I think you I think you're talking about physical like the physical attributes in a different way to what I'm about to say, actually. But that was one thing I noticed against Man City. You know, Man City now at the back of land of the Giants, obviously playing with 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 four centre backs and then Rodri, You know, they're a very physical side and a very good footballing side as well. Watching Burnley, that would, would be a concern for me if they are going to be in a relegation battle. That feel like they're a massively they're not a big side, they're not they're not a physical side. And actually that would probably be a criticism I'd have a Villa. At time, at times as well, I think we, we can be a little bit meek when it when it comes to the battle. Uh, at times, I just looked at Burnley, team against Manchester City, and thought that's a that's a small team. That's not
0: yeah. And I think even the goalkeeper,
1: probably... like a young goalkeeper coming through, isn't he really James Trafford?
0: Yeah, I think that's probably why they targeted Sander Berger as well to bring him in in central yeah, midfield because he's a he's a very physical presence. But you're right; it'd be interesting to see how they how they stack up. Um, but yeah, I think you know physicality. I don't know know whether it's. Do do, do you think it's been an issue with Villa?
1: Uh, Some, I I do do think when Mings doesn't play, definitely I think we lack a bit of size because who's the one clearing the ball when the corners come in and crosses come? You know, it's always Mings. You know, unless Diego Carlos is playing, we're not a massively physically big side. So I would say it would, it's not a criticism. You know, Emory mm. knows more about football than I do. You know, he'll have looked at everything in the summer and looked at what, what he needed. And, you know, we haven't brought in a, a physical player in the, in, in the summer. He's kind of tried to bring in a, a player in, in each position really. He's brought in a really pacey forward. Who's an upgrade on what we had a classy midfielder who can definitely complete, compete, sorry, with Louise and, and Kamara. And then he's brought in a different type of centre back. To, to anything that we have. So if you thought physicality was a problem, I'm assuming he might have tried to address that. You know, mm. the, well, in any of those positions, you would have thought. But I do think it could end up being a problem w- with Mings. One thing I'll say about Man City against Burnley as well, set pieces could be important for Villa in this game because they did not look good defending set pieces at all. Every set piece looked to worry and you know, Villa get their delivery right. I think that could be a real positive at, like, avenue for Villa in this game.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean set pieces were were important last year, weren't they? I think we had a bit of a roller coaster season, really, with, with set pieces last season. So it'd be good to have a have a good record this year. I think, um, and, and you know, set pieces are going to be vital for Burnley as a, as a newly promoted side as well. You know, they have got to make sure that you know, and that, that he'll be, Vincent Kompany will be thinking, you know, as as a centre back himself as a player. He'll be kind of leaping and trying to head every ball because he knows what it takes and what you need to do to defend in the Premier League. So in that sense, Burnley have got uh, have got a good man in the dugout in in order to try and help them out in that situation.
1: Yeah, just looking at a few of the comments, DJ Rosa's commenting on on Twitch. I didn't even know we had a Twitch, so that's interesting for me for me to say. He's t- talking about um, Dean Saunders' debut v- against Liverpool. Must have been straight after after Villa signed them. Uh, I've just seen Chad Villa Forever podcast saying I like Esri concert at right back. I kind of I kind of think the way we're trying to play with the right back tucking in, Luca Dean's obviously probably going to play at left back at the moment. I do think playing maybe Carlos and having concert at right back, it suits the system more than having Cash be the one that tucks in because it's just not his natural game at, at all. I'm not getting at Cash. I re- really like him. He's actually one of, one of my favourite players, but... If we're going to play that Y, where Emery's talking about playing more with the, being three centre-backs in possession, makes sense to keep concert at back, really, doesn't it? Especially in the away maybe in the Y games as well, when you look at how we got run over against Newcastle. Maybe in the Y games in particular, that is the avenue to go.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's, I think, And I think that'll be in his thinking, for sure, because... He he's brought in Pal Torres in order to give us that versatility. So I think there will be games where Konza starts at, at right back and not just kind of away at Hibernian, with the greatest of respects. But I think in in more important uh, and against better sides as well, he'll be thinking about starting Ezri Konza at, at right back. You, the only you're right. I mean, with Matty Cash tucking in as the the right right back slash right centre back, you do lose a little bit of what he gives you going forward. Um, but I also I'm, I've been so impressed with him because he's taken on every kind of instruction that he's had, yeah. and he's and he has and he's and he's worked really hard. Is it? I remember seeing an interview with him when Unai Emery came in, and he he was like the first thing I did when Emery got appointed was Google what he does with his fullbacks, and I was looking over exactly what he what he's done over his career with his fullbacks. So he'll have known what possibly could be asked of him, and I've, I've been so impressed with him being able to take on the different roles, not only playing the kind of right back, right centre back, but also being able to be used as the as the flying wing back on the right hand side if he decides to play Pal Torres as, as the as the kind of left back.
1: He's filled in midfield wide midfield. He ended the game against Everton actually planned as the, the right midfielder as well and when we tried to see out games, he's come on and played mm. that position before. You know, Cash is one who openly I think struggled when Emery first came in as, as well. I think he said he really struggled with, with what he was being asked to do. And I remember a few games when he was venturing past the halfway line, Emery throwing his arms up on the touchdown, not being happy. So he did de- definitely settled himself down, Cash. I'm not saying he can't play that, but I, I do think the plan was this season, in certain games, to have Torres at left-back. And I think that's probably gone out the window now with the Mings injury. In certain games, to have Consa at right-back, and then maybe you'd have Moreno forward, I can see Moreno playing some games as a, as a wide midfielder, actually, and potentially Cash playing some games as a wide midfielder as well, because he, he did that loads at Villarreal, I am particularly in Europe. So once we've got a bigger sample size, which seems to be my phrase of the day today, we'll know a, a little bit more about how what Villa are going to do, I suppose, going through the season. Let's have a score prediction from you then, please, Dave Reid. And bearing in mind, my record away isn't the best I would get you to, to factor that in. Uh, Okay,
0: Uh, bearing that in mind, I'm still going to plump for a victory and I'm going
1: to go for 2-1. 2-1 to Villa. Yeah. I reckon it might be a draw, you know. I've got a feeling for a 1-1 this weekend. I do think this is a tougher game than perhaps people might think because the Burnley fans were up for that first game back in the Premier League against Manchester City at home. But, you know, in the heart of hearts, they'll have known... This is a this is a huge ask. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a decent ask for them to to beat Villa really at the start of their their Premier League journey. But I think they'll be looking at this, and the fans will look at this and think they'll have looked at that Newcastle away game and thought there could be something to to be had here. So much will depend on how how Villa set up. But at least we're carrying a bit of momentum to, towards this game now with a, with a couple of wins. Watkins has scored a hat-trick in, in midweek, which is, which is a positive because that will and, and be... By, by,
0: by the same token, Villa have, will have watched again that Newcastle game this week, I'm course, sure. He will, have, yeah. he will have sat them down and said, this is not going to happen again this weekend. So I think there'll be a, a fire from the Villa side as well, not to, not to have a similar outcome as there was at St James's Park.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what we haven't mentioned, actually. Zaniolo being available. We've not, we've not spoken about that. Again, I would be surprised if he started, but it would be an interesting option for Villa to have from the bench because especially at the moment, attacking options from the bench are a little bit limited with the with the injury. So it's good to have him on board and available.
0: Yeah, I th- I, you're right. I don't think he'll start. I think he would have featured on Wednesday if it hadn't been for the UEFA yeah. regulation. So I would expect to see him at some point on Sunday for sure.
1: Yeah, looking forward to that. He's a player I've... Always had an interest, interest in, I can't say I've seen loads of him, but what I have seen of him in the past I've, I've always liked. Such a such a unique footballer. A six foot three, number ten, is not something you see very often in football. So it's definitely gonna be gonna be interesting to watch him. Hopefully we'll get to see a glimpse of him on Sunday. Thanks ever so much to Dave for joining me. And thanks to everyone who's tuned in. Even the one person on Twitch, as I said, I had absolutely no idea that we were we were on Twitch and he's been sending some unreal emojis through the chat as well that, that I've been saying. So fair play, DJ Rosa. Rosa, I think his name name was. Absolutely br- brilliant stuff. And again, just a just a shout out again to, to Villain in Idaho. Go and find him on Twitter and give him I'm saying him actually. I don't actually know that it's a him. So give them your support on on, on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. And hopefully Villa will, will do something for you on, on, on Sunday. Right then, we'll be back with a post match show at some point. Greg and I are definitely doing an eighteen seventy four pod on Monday. Greg's got uh, something lined up for us so that should be very interesting from what he said to me so watch out for that we'll keep you updated with the schedule on our social media pages have a good rest of the evening i imagine most of you going to bed i know i am and up the villa
0: Podcast Network.